Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Well, let's get into this word. Amen. Stand to your feet. Amen. So turn in your Bibles, your iPad, your iPhone, whatever you have. Amen. And turn it to, and I, like I said, man, we, we're going to have a paper Bible day one day. We're going to bring our, when I get some glasses, amen, so I can see, uh, give me some big bold print so I can see that thing. Well, Luke chapter 10, verse 19 is where I want you to turn to. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Let's give Carlos another hand. God bless you, man of God. Thank you. Luke chapter 10, verse number 19. And we're going to read from the King James Version first, and then we're going to switch over and read, it, read that same verse from the um, New Living Translation. And from the King James Version, it says this. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The New Living Translation says it this way. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, God. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance, anything that we may be dealing with. You are a, a great big old God. Now, God, today we just thank you that we pray for the miracle of the sword, that four out of four, everyone here is good ground good ground and they're going to bring forth fruit in their lives some 30 some 60 and some 100 fold now holy spirit we trust you and we need you even right now thank you god that you're going to speak to my heart speak to my lips god to be a blessing to these your people we love you can do absolute nothing without you it's in the matchless name of your son jesus and all the people of god shout it amen you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king amen now this year it's 2020. We said it's the year of life. Amen. Living in faith every day. That's our theme, our mantra for the year. Two scriptures we're using to, to be our, our foundational scriptures for, those, for that mantra. And one is coming out of John 10, 10 and 10, right? The thief cometh not but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it how? more abundantly than the other scripture that we've been using is Galatians chapter 2 verse number 20 it says I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life amen which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me how many know we have to live this life in the in the earth in the flesh but when we live it through Jesus Christ, that's what he wants us to do. He wants to live his life through us. Amen, somebody. So we cannot get away from being in the world. We said this once before. You are, we're in the world, right? But we're not of the world. You don't want, we don't want you to be isolated from the world, but you're insulated. Revelation of a difference. Amen. You have to be in the in in a part of the world. I want to keep reminding you of this week after week after week. I'm going to remind you of our mantra, of our motto, of where we are theme for the year. Man, it's the year of life, living in faith every day. Because Romans, we, we talked about this at the end of uh, 2021. 
We talked about faith and faith and faith. I'm going to keep teaching you about faith. Amen? Because Romans 17 tells us what? The just shall live by faith. We can't even exist in the kingdom without faith. Amen? We said faith is just like air to us, right? Faith is the air that we breathe. Amen, somebody? So we've been talking about how, how uh, even John 10 and 10, it says Satan comes to steal. He's coming to try to steal your faith. That's what he wants to do, man. He wants to steal your faith. Now, how does faith come? And hearing how? So he's going to try to come against everything in his power to try to keep you from hearing and understanding the word. Because he's coming to get it. Amen? Then he's coming to steal. Then he's coming to kill your purpose. Before you were born, God ordained you to be somebody. Amen? Everybody, every single person sitting in one of these chairs, you have a purpose. And, and the, the way it works, if he can steal your, 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 per, your, your faith, then you're going to give him your purpose. Amen? Because we talked about the, the original, that word kill, it means, in, in the Greek, it means to give or to sacrifice it. So he's not necessarily coming because he can't kill you. Right? right? But you can give him your purpose. Then the last thing is coming to destroy. He thinks he's coming to destroy the plan of God. He wants to destroy the plan of God. Amen? He's coming to steal, kill, and what else? Amen. But Jesus said, I've come to give him life. And life more abundantly. So last week we started dealing with and started talking about, you know, in order for us to live this life, well, a couple of weeks ago, I should say, we were teaching about knowing the tricks and the schemes of the devil. Amen. One of the things that advantages that we have that Adam and Eve didn't have, we have advantage of the, the story. Amen. They were walking in obedience when the things they had to do, even in the garden. But we're able to learn from what they went through. Amen. So we were able to kind of study the playbook. And here's the thing about the enemy, man. He hasn't changed over 2,000 2, some odd. He ain't changed nothing. Same motive. Still kill and destroy. Amen. He's a deceiver. And one of the things that we brought out, amen, just a quick review. One of the things that we brought out, even in that particular teaching, is that a lot of times we think that the devil, the enemy, is this big, ugly. He's not ugly. Big, ugly, red monster with flames and, you know. The horns. No. Even in the garden, the Bible says that, you know, Adam and Eve knew he was, and then it describes the serpent. He was subtle. He was cunning. They knew his personality. And one of the things we also brought out is that he was good. Say what? Yeah, because up until that point, everything God created was good. Come on, somebody. So that means, you know, they, they felt that they could almost trust him. They thought that they knew him. They did know he was cunning. He was shifty. But at the same time, he was beautiful and he was good. But then he got possessed and he, Satan used the serpent to do what he did. So we begin to study the playbook and kind of look at one of the things that he did. So one of the things that we talked about is what, what Satan does is he always comes to deceive. Eve, when, when she had her you know, time before the Lord, he's like, what has happened? He, she's like, the serpent, he beguiled me. He got into my head. Amen. So we get to learn from those things. 
So then Jesus Christ comes along, man, the, the second Adam. Somebody say thank God for the second Adam. Amen. So he redeemed us back into our, our rightful place that he wanted us to be. And that's the place that Satan wanted. That's why he was so mad. Because Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. Amen. And before he was cast out of, out of heaven, that's the things that he wanted to do. He kept saying, I will, I will, I will exalt myself above the name of God. He wanted to be like God, not just like him. He wanted to be above God. So when he sees this creation that God has created, and now he's, 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 he's clothed with the same glory that Elohim has. Come on, somebody. He's, now he's mad now. He see Adam and Eve walking in the cool. That's like you, man. When you give your life to the Lord, back to the Lord, he redeemed you back into that place. He clothed you with glory. And you get to walk with God in the cool of the day. Anybody walking with God? We want to walk with him in the cool of the day. And when you walk with somebody like that, man, you know they talk to you. And you get to talk back to them. So we talked about now we're in this place where here's what we're talking about. I want to get you to know the things that you have, what, who you are in Christ. Amen. He's given you some weapons. How many know that you've been fully equipped? So one of the things that we talked about on last week, we talked about winning from your position. And we're going to deal with certain different things that he's given us to, to combat the enemy. One is prayer. Amen. Praise and worship. Amen. Peace is a weapon that he's given you. Man, there's a weapon of peace. Man, I pray for that one all the time. Sometimes I have to go back to the arms room and get my peace. Amen, somebody. Talked about position. And what we're going to talk about, talk about today is authority and power. Amen. He's given you authority and power. So we talked about your position, right, where you, where you are, where, where you are. He, he, we talked about how one of the, the strategies of the military is always to take high ground. Because from a position of high ground, you can always see what's going on. Amen. And to this day, to this day, that's, that's, what, that's what the you know, military strategies are. So that's what we had castles come, up, come along and, you know, walls. They built all fortresses. Is to be able to have high ground. In your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Amen? And this is kind of a quick review. I'm going to go through a quick review, and then I'm going to come to a point um, where we're going to talk about some things that we're going to kind of give you a teaser on today and finish it on next week. Is that all right? Amen. It says, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, uh, of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Where? In high places. Remember that. Amen. Now move on to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, and I'm going to read through 23. And I'm going to read this one from the New Living Translation. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the New King James Version. And this is Paul. This is the spiritual prayer that he was praying over the church at Ephesus. Call it a, a, a prayer of spiritual wisdom. And Paul is praying. He said, I pray that basically that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the true riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And, with, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? 
Amen. Verse number 20, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. Somebody say seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above. Far above principalities and powers and the might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who filled all in all. We understand where the principalities are. They are in high places. But Jesus Christ is seated far above them. Amen. He's seated far above them. Now go to Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 6 from the King James Version. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 2. I mean chapter 2 verse 4 through 6. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, quickened us, made us alive. Amen. With Christ, together with Christ, by grace are you saved. And has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So guess where you're sitting right now? You're sitting with Jesus in heavenly places. Amen. But not only that, you're far above principalities. They, if they're under his feet, guess whose feet they also under? Because he's the head and you're his body. That means he's there under your feet. They are, they are beneath you. Amen, somebody. And then we talked about, this is just, somebody said this is just a review. And John chapter 3, the famous Nick at Night story. Amen. He's dealing with Nicodemus. And he's, he's having this conversation with him. Nick slips off and he said, yeah, no, he said like something about this guy. He slips off and have this conversation with Jesus. And Jesus is telling him, hey, you know, he's like, how are you doing the things you do? And you're like, look, you got to be born again. So Nicodemus asks him, you know, how could I be born? You know, sometimes we read scripture, right? And one of the things I want to just, just encourage you, when you read scripture, when you look at it, remember these were real people just like you and I, right? So you would have probably had the same thing if Jesus would have told you, you got to be born again. I would have probably been to say, what are you talking about? How can a man be born again? Can I enter to my mother's womb? Because he's, listen, here's the thing. He's already noted this man has some power, something going on with Jesus. So he's trying to take everything that he said almost literally. Because he's seen that he's been raised in the dead. And blind. He's been, you know, him and his partners, the Pharisees, you know, that they've, been, they've been talking about it. So for us to read this, don't think it's strange for him to say that. But now Jesus, man, Jesus was cool with the cane. Jesus comes back and say, listen, no, man, I ain't talking about that. It's like, no, you got to be born again. Born again, you know, born of the water and of the spirit. I explained all that last week, you know, where Nick kind of understood exactly what he was saying. There's a, there's a spiritual birth that has to be taking place in your life. Amen. And listen, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nick, you won't even understand what I'm telling you, but you got to be born again. Then he said, in order for you to be, listen, in order for you to even 
into the kingdom of God. You won't even, you not even see it, but to, to walk in it, you got to be born again. So even for you and for me, listen, to walk in the, in, the, in, the, in the likeness and in the authority of Jesus Christ, you have to be born again. I don't care how good you are. And here's the deception of the enemy. Man, he, listen, he ain't changed his motive, but he's changed his methods. So he's trying to get people of the world to say that, yeah, they're good and, and they're taking this word love and, and using it in all kind of craziness. For the sake of love and, and my feelings and, and all of it. Now, Jesus is concerned about the feelings. That's a, that's a message for another day. But listen, my feelings and, and what I think and this is, this is me and no, it ain't about you. You got to be born. This is where I was born. I was born like this. You know what? You're absolutely right. Because what happened in, in the garden because of the fall of man, you were born like that. And that's why you got to be born again. Amen. Somebody feel me, right? And then in John chapter 3, verse 13, Jesus says this to Nicodemus. He said, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that come down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Now listen to this from the, the passing translation. It kind of explains it just a little clearer. He says, no one has risen into, heavenly, into the heavenly realm except the Son of Man who also exists in heaven. What Jesus was telling Nicodemus at this, at this moment in this conversation, he's telling him he's got to be born again, amen, born of the water and the spirit in order to even see or enter the kingdom of God. But then he tells us, hey, Nick, guess what? I operate in two realms. I'm here, but I'm also operating from the heavenly realm. I'm here on the earth, but really my authority is coming from heaven. Yes. Amen, somebody. Right. So when you're born again, the same thing happens. You have a dual citizenship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. You are a citizen of the United States of America, but you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Yes. Man, you got to know what, what your citizenship is. And sometimes every now and then, you got to pull out your passport. Sometimes you got to pull out your passport. Not only to remind the devil, but you got to remind yourself where you're from. Your original citizenship is from the kingdom of heaven. Amen, somebody. Now, last week, I made a statement. I read, remember we talked about, um, we, we talked in Luke chapter 10, verses 19. I'm a, I made this statement. It says, we operate from a place, place of authority, not power. Now, I want to clarify that, that statement because it, I, as I, I, I go back and listen to the word myself. Amen. Because faith comes. Me too. Amen. So I said, you know what? I got to go back and clarify that because it could get, get misconstrued. Because we talked about how, you know, the power comes from another source, but he has given us the authority. But in actuality, now you got to see the revelation of a difference. I'm going to take a few minutes to explain it to you. God has given us both authority and power. Come on. You have authority and power. Amen, somebody. Now let me explain it to you. Here it is. Somebody say revelation of a difference. 
So we have to understand. Listen, and I want you guys, please, don't, don't, don't just rely on coming. And soon and very soon, we're going to have a midweek service. Praise the Lord. But don't just, don't just rely on coming and hearing the word and that's just it. Amen. I want you to be like the Bereans to go back and study the thing out for yourself. Amen. So you have a greater understanding of what it is I'm talking. I'm trying my best through the power of the Holy Ghost to explain these things to you. But you have to be able to go back yourself. Amen, somebody. Because God speaks your language. Man, he talks in your dialect and your dialogue. Amen. He talks Ebonics. Country. Slang. Whatever, listen, whatever it is, he'll talk to you. And that, that's why you got to go back and talk to him, somebody. You, got, you get it? So in the Bible, you'll see certain things, especially the King James Version of the Bible. There's certain words that actually has to be, you know, broken down to, to get its original context. Right? To see if you're talking in, in the Old, you're dealing with the Old Testament, things were written in, in Hebrew. The New Testament is Greek and Aramaic. Right. So some words, you know, you got to go back and research what they really mean, because we will take a Western understanding of a word and mess up scripture. So that's why you and I have to be able to go back, man, and, and get into this book. Amen. To learn, learn, to learn more about them. So. So with that being said, let me tell you the difference or I'm going I'm to bring out two different words. The word is authority and power. Amen. Authority and power. Now, the word authority in the Greek is the word exousia. You got it? Exousia. E-X-O-U-S-I-A. Yeah, please write this. I'm going to take my time real quick. I'm only going to be just a few more minutes, but you've got to get these two things. Right? And, and that word means legal permission, the right to, the liberty to, amen. It gives you the legal right to do something. Authority does. Exousia. Amen. The other word I want to bring out is the word dudamus. Dudamus. Power. Dudamus. Amen. This is an intrinsic power. To, 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 to have the ability to do something. See, that's power, right? See, I'm, I'm exercising my power to pick up this Bible because I have the ability to do it. You get it? Dudamus. Now, Dudamus is spelled two different ways. I've seen two different spellings. One is, is D-U-N-A-M-I-S. The other one is D-Y-N-A-M-I-S. So in some cases, we have to understand the difference between authority and power, which one we're talking about at the particular time. Now, authority can also give you power. Uh -huh. Amen? Because of submission. When things are, are submitted to your authority, it gives you the ability to use their power. Do you understand? So authority can also give you power. Luke chapter 7, verse number 8. Here's an example. This is the example of the centurion. Y'all remember that story? My God, I need that. The centurion, right? So this is what he tells Jesus. 
He says in Luke chapter 7, verse number 8, he says, For I also am a man set under exousia, authority, having under me soldiers, and I say, uh, I say to one, I say unto one, go, and he goeth, and I say unto another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth that. And here's the thing about that. So there's two times in scripture where Jesus himself says, I have not seen such great faith. One of them is this time. He says, in all of Israel. You know the reason he said that? Because he said, this man understands authority. He understands how power works. Because Jesus said, you don't have to go. Uh-uh. Speak the word. Yeah. Because because of your words, you first of all, you're authorized to say what you're going to say. And because of the power of the Holy Spirit, you, your words will cause something. Stay right where you at. Because I understand. So sometimes, man, you can, you can have authority and it demonstrates power. Can I give you another quick example? Because I'm almost done. Amen. But I want you to understand the difference between exousia and dudamus, power and authority. Man, I love in the military how you, you can take one man and move a whole battalion. And the only reason you could do that was because of his authority. Now, in order to move that whole battalion, the power was in these soldiers, in their own legs, in their minds, in their wills. But when they submit their minds, their body, and their wills to the authority that's set over them, one man can move a whole battalion. Come on. Joe, you know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That one man that bring his heels together and said, battalion, then you have another word said, company, then you can say, platoon. Yes, yes. It's going on down, and he's going to give him a march, you know, the forward, forward, march. And this one man moves a whole battalion because of his authority. He's able to tap into power that's not necessarily his. Somebody say, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm about to wrap this thing up. Amen. Ephesians chapter. Come on, Carlos. Help me out, brother. Where you at? I'm about to wrap this thing up. <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to get y'all out of here at a decent time. We're going to take this picture. But are you getting it? My, my question is, are you understanding? Yeah. Are you getting it? Yeah. Amen. So now let's look at this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21 and 23, we read this earlier. We're going to pick, up, pick back up what we talked about where, you know, where Christ is seated. In verse 21, it says, far above principalities. And the word there says power, right? But that word is exousia. So it says far above principalities and authorities, right? And might and dominion over every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. Listen, the devil thinks he has, I'm, I'm going to teach about this a little later, where he has authority in certain realms, right? Certain areas he does. He, we know he has power, but it's telling us right here that we have more authority. We have authority over his authority. Amen. So now Luke chapter 10. Turn there. Luke chapter 10. And this is what we used um, 
We talked about this on last week. Authorized agents. Amen. Somebody say, I've been authorized. So it says this, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He fell from heaven. Listen, look, listen to me. Sometimes that's why we want to understand the whole story. There was a time, man, that Lucifer hung out with where they were. And even at that time, man, we would be in heaven. He had some authority. The Bible says, see, see, isn't it strange when these disciples come back to Jesus and said, listen, even the devils are, the demons are subject to your name. Now, Jesus is not going to pat him on the back right there. He said, he said, listen, I saw Satan fall from heaven. I saw him when he lost his authority. I saw him when he lost his authority. Then he kept on in verse number 19. He says, behold, I give unto you exousia to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the dunamis, come on now, of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let me back up and, and, and read that again. Because this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes you got to study these words out. Because the King James Version says this. I give you unto you power to tread over serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. But those two words are different words. He's given you authority. And then he's given you power. Someone say, I have authority. That means you have the right. And also you've been given power. Now next week we're going to tell you where your power came from. I ain't going to get there yet. Hey, I'm going to leave you hanging on the cliff. But just know that you have authority. You have authority, man. You can do it legally. You remember the story I told you about last week in Acts chapter 19? When those vagabond Jews was doing things and they didn't have authority. They perpetrating the fraud, telling the demon to come out. In the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. I don't want you, listen, I don't want you talking to no circumstances, no demons in the authority that Pete Pierce preaches. No. Don't say according to what my pastor said. Listen, you tell them according to what God has said. According to what Jesus has said, I have a God-given, born-again right. I have authority to speak to you. And I have power. And nothing, no thing. Not cancer. Not diabetes. Not my bank account. Come on now. Not my mental health. Nothing. No thing. No person. No people group. Come on now. No governments. No thing. So by any means, I don't care any means, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. Nothing. No means shall hurt me. Because he told Peter, he said, upon that revelation of you knowing who I 
Christ the church. When you get a revelation of who Jesus Christ is, there is no demon in hell. There's no person on earth. There's no sickness. Hey, there's no disease. There's no poverty. There's no lack that shall come against. The only thing you have to learn to do, man, is to stand in the authority and the power that God has given you. We're getting a greater understanding. Revelation is coming to our minds and our hearts. Our faith is increasing ever the more. Hallelujah. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. We thank you that we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. You've given us the right. The born again right. The authority and the power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now we pray for these, your people here today, God. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is going to seal the word in our hearts, in our lives, God, that we will be doers of the word and not hearers only. Hallelujah. We love you. We can't do nothing, nothing without you. Sing the matchless name of your son, Jesus, and all the people of God. Shout it. Shout it one more time. Come on, shout it one more time. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.